Howdy, listeners. My name is David Baresh, and I'm the Career Services Specialist here at Southern New Hampshire University. Thank you for listening to Passion Podcast. Today, we will be speaking with Jaslyn Sanderson, the Director of the Museum of Native American History in Bentonville, Arkansas. Howdy, Jaslyn. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming out. Um, today, Jaslyn will be giving us some background on the Museum of Native American History, as well as her own career path and how her degree informs the work she does every day. So thank you for joining us. And uh, if you would, please introduce yourself, your background, anything you would like to share regarding the Museum of Native American History. Of course. So uh, my name is Jocelyn Sanderson. I, you know, kind of a local here to Northwest Arkansas. Um, and I went to the University of Arkansas and got my bachelor's in art history with a minor in history. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with this career path. And I know art history is not the same as history, but, you know, we've got some similarities there. Um, so I have taken quite a few internships, you know, like throughout my schooling. Um, and I landed here at the Museum of Native American History in 2020, um, where I started an internship. And that kind of grew into a full time career um, and just kind of you know, continued on that stepping ladder until I got to uh, my position here as the director. Um, but uh, a little bit about the Museum of Native American History. So we tell the story of 24,000 years of uh, both North America and South American history. Um, so, and we have over 10,000, you know, authentic artifacts to, to tell it. So it's a very visual story. Um, you're greeted at the door by a 10,000 year old woolly na mammoth named Tusker who yells at you and it's pretty awesome. Um, but we kind of end our story in the uh, 1920s and 1940s with, um, you know, some beautiful like Osage dresses. Um, but then we kind of kind of continued the story in our gift shop where we highlight modern day indigenous artists. Um, everything from pottery to gorgeous jewelry and art prints, t-shirts and stickers. And it's um, it's pretty great to, to work here and continue um, sharing the legacy of, of all these amazing cultures that, you know, are our home here. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about me and where I work. It's really fantastic to hear. I mean, I know for indigenous communities, it can be very important to show that sort of connection to a living history that and not just showing the, as you said, the 24,000 years of history of settlement within North and South America, but also that linking that past through to the modern day where there are still <laughs> half a million, if not more, <laughs> um, Native American, Indigenous, other Americans, um, people throughout just the United States, let alone throughout all the various other nations that make up both North and South America. So thank okay. you for that. Um, now then, um, to dive into some questions relevant to our listeners, not that those aren't relevant to our listeners, <laughs> but also specific to the uh, subject of today's podcast. Um, so what are some of the skills that you think are most important for people with liberal arts degrees to have when they're entering the professional field, such as you? Um, I, I would definitely say like flexibility and patience, because, you know, I think a lot of us kind of go into 
like fresh out of school, they go into some sort of job with this expectation of this is exactly how it's done and how I expect it to go. Mm. And that's almost never the case. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to be flexible with what comes to you, what opportunities come and, and how your day plays out. Um, cause you know, I've seen it, you know, even in our, the interns that come here at the museum where they expect it to go one way and we need them to, mm. you know, lead a completely different task than what they thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, there's learning experiences and whatever, you know, you're, you're going to, um, whatever you're first entering the career field. I think definitely with your background, as you said, the art history degree, and now you're the director of a history museum with a lot of art and artifacts in it still, but that sort of flexibility and patience really does show off in your own story. Um, you did call out interns at your own museum. Um, what are the roles that you see people with liberal arts degrees have in your organization and also outside of your organization? What roles do you really see as being good opportunities there? Yeah. So um, interns coming into our spaces, we kind of have two different paths and liberal arts degrees kind of fit both of them. Um, one could be helping with like the curatorial side of managing, you know, the archives and help preserving the art and artifacts within these walls. And then the other side would be um, the upkeep of like social media and, you know, maybe dealing with the library or um, doing some research for our online blog or different things like that. So it's a, it's a little bit more, um, you know, like research and, and writing and creativity versus the like hands-on um, experience of, of dealing with the artifacts and their files and archives. So, um, but, you know, liberal arts degrees kind of fit both of them, which is pretty awesome. Completely agree with you on there as being a liberal arts major myself. Definitely do appreciate that. Uh, and again, one of those things, one of uh, that I think every liberal arts student has to deal with is people trying to tell them how to find work in spite of their degree. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I don't. I would like to put it as where do you see the strengths of having a history degree? is for students entering the professional field rather than looking for work in spite of their degree where does their degree help them be better at entering the professional field i i have to go back to that word of flexibility so um i i think liberal arts degrees in, in like history professions you have a lot of passion for the background of things and the research and the data and uh, really understanding where things come from. Um, and I think that can play out into really any profession. So, I mean, like you have a lot of follow through whenever you're doing a project um, and the the flexibility of, of, you know, taking one path versus the other. And um, I think those are all qualities that ref- can reflect into really any career, whether it's, you know, like here, uh, in Arkansas, we're home to Walmart, and so most a lot there's a lot of careers in mm. Walmart, and so that's where I go to. Of like, you could be really any career path in Walmart, and and it's just that idea of com- like follow throughing or completely follow throughing with the the project, and um, you know, and being thorough with it. I think that reflects mm. well. 
definitely the thoroughness that uh, liberal arts degrees teach you, I think, is something that doesn't get highlighted enough in professional dis professional discussions. And that sort of, again, that flexibility, because um, especially when you're studying history, you really never know what you're going to discover. Right, exactly. Um, so on the topic of these internships, um, other than just your organization, but really what should a student be looking for when they are considering an internship? Um, and how do really internships help prepare students for entering into the professional field? And really, what, how does it stand as sort of an early step on their career path? Right. Um, I, I think like internships are best if you, if whenever a student kind of um, dives into them and gets like a diverse amount of them, like, you know, maybe I work over at a museum one semester and then the next semester I'm working completely online for, for some organization. And then maybe another semester I'm working in a nonprofit space. Um, I think by having like a diverse array of them, you really get an idea of the environment you want to work in. Um, so for example, here at Mona, we're a really small environment. We have a staff of, or full-time staff of three. Um, and, and so it's very like small versus um, Crystal Bridges, which is also here. They have a staff of like 500 and it's it's also a museum, but it's a very different style of museum. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think by like trying out different spaces and different, um, I guess, like backgrounds and missions of those spaces, you really get a feel for, OK, I like being in a small museum versus a big museum, or I like being online completely versus, um, you know, being, you know, front of house at some place. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, like, cause you, you already kind of have a feel of, yes, I want to dive into native American history. Um, I know that fact, but by actually trying out the mm. organization, you get a completely different side of it makes that makes absolutely perfect sense there um regarding the subject of that like again you know people looking for those organizations what are really the most important questions you think a student should be asking when they're looking at organizations to do internships with or to seek early entry-level work with uh, especially if they're looking for sort of that diverse range of different opportunities really what would be the questions that they should be asking when they're doing their research on organizations? Yeah, um, I kind of, I guess, like asking them, you know, what the day to day looks like, um, you know, because even in a larger organization, they have very different styles of working from department to department. Um, so understanding what like the daily basis tasks are, um, what is very helpful. And then I would say the, um, just like kind of asking them, you know, like if you're in the, the job interview itself, asking the person uh, what they best like about it. Cause that kind of, I've, I've been asked that whenever I interview people and it sometimes mm. it's just a really hard question to answer for people, whether, cause I love my job. So I have multiple <laughs> things, <laughs> but I mean, like it, it, it's a very telling question, I think. So um, but just also like, I, I think understanding the mission of the organization is, is key. Um, 
never go into a position that, you know, you don't have passion for. It's not going to work. 100% agree with you on that one. Oh, one again, as as a very mission driven person working for a very dri- mission driven organization, I very much appreciate uh, you calling that out, yeah. um, which sort of does segue into our next question and a nice smooth transition there. Really, where does your organization sort of stand out as compared to other comparable organizations and their opportunities? Um, tell us a little bit more about why working for the Mona is such a source of passion for you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like kind of going back to my background, you know, I studied art history, but uh, primarily I focused on um you know, really understanding the art and the people of, uh, like, both, like, I guess, like, Central and South America, um, and ancient history, and, mm-hmm. you know, pre-contact, um, and so that's where my passion fell, and then I discovered Mona, and, you know, it just, cut all the cards kind of just laid out for me, um, so it, it, I'm once, I'm also very driven for the mission here, um, and, but I think for for other people, um, it's for our if you're coming here in as an intern, um, I think it's we've got the advantage of being smaller um, and having that hands on that very intimate experience of like learning with these uh, these art and artifacts and learning the stories behind them. Um, you don't get that if you're working for a larger organization. Um, you don't get that special attention or that moment to shine where I'm working on a project and it's it's really considered my project rather than, um, you know, the whole department's project or whatever. And so I think that's like kind of an advantage of us is we have like a very specific mission and with a small team and it, you know, people can really shine whenever they're, they're both, they're driven to, to really like make that mission happen. Mm. So. That's really great. Thank you. Um, Finally, uh, did you, was there any subject that we haven't touched on yet that you think would really be of use to our history students and other liberal arts students? Um, anything you think that they should be aware of, should know about and talk about as they enter into the professional world? Um, I I think like perseverance is always, you know, a key. I know that not everybody is lucky as me to to really like find something, you know, like first off right out of college. And so mm-hmm. um, just, you know, keeping at it and, and really trying to, to find the right spot, I think is key. Because I know that that's pretty hard for for a lot of liberal arts students. So I definitely think perseverance is one of the it, it is a strength that definitely should be called out. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and with that, let's bring this wonderful little conversation to a close. Um, thank you very much for your time today, Jaslyn. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. Yeah, it's been an incredibly pleasurable conversation. So uh, once again, my name is David Baresh with Southern New Hampshire University, and you have been listening to Passion and Practicality, a liberal arts podcast. Good luck and have a great day.